Welcome to the first episode of the Range Exposure Podcast. My name is Sean and I will be your host. Since everyone is a first-time listener just joining us, let me cover quickly what this show is going to be about. So each episode, we're going to talk to different people within the firearms industries, influencers, product guys, trainers, and we're going to dive into their training habits out on the range and try to learn from one another. We'll also talk about products a little bit, uh, mostly products that can help us become better shooters. We'll talk about current trends in the industry. Remember, in the 80s and 90s, teacupping was a thing. So we'll cover anything that's kind of changing in the way we train, or better practices, and what's hanging around and what's become popular that might not be a better practice. Looking at you, John Wick. So a little bit about me. I'm passionate about firearms training. Uh, that's why I created this show. I have a, I have a passion for creating media as well, videography and photography and such, and felt the best way to reach people with another passion of mine, which is getting people good training information, was through a podcast and a website, creating a hub for resources that everyone can use. Because I found when I really wanted to dive into firearms training, get, get, make myself a better shooter, uh, there weren't a whole lot of resources out there. Uh, you can buy books and you can... Uh, you know, obviously go to training classes and there are some resources out there on the web, but there's not really a centralized hub that just has a whole lot of drills, uh, different combination of stuff that you can, you can do. So what I wanted to do is get this information out here, talk to people who, who are experienced out on the range and, you know, have a lot of, uh, a lot of knowledge, a lot of different, different habits they have out on the range and what they, how they like to go spend their time. You know, we're going to have the website, uh, rangeexposure.com. It's going to have every, all the links to stuff we talked about in the episodes and, uh, and just general training trips, all of the drills and things like that are going to be put onto one page as well. So you can find anything that we talk about, uh, on there. So with that, let's get into the episode. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about the fundamentals. We got, you know, we all start somewhere when we start shooting and that's the fundamentals. Well, today we're going to be talking about the fundamentals of what to bring out to the range and what I feel like is a good start. If you're going to be setting up your own range, uh, and not going to, you know, an indoor range or, uh, a static range with an RSO who yells at you, uh, every time you fire more than one round per second or because your AR pistol looks dangerously close to Needing paperwork. Jeez. All right. So, so with that, one of the first things I think uh, you need when you go out to the range is to invest in a good, good range bag. Uh, I prefer. I use a company's called GPS. Uh, it's their large range bag. Uh, it's pretty cool because it's got a bunch of uh, different emblems on it, so I know where to put stuff, and it keeps it organized for me, and I don't have to dig through a bunch of pockets to find where I put my my electrical tape. Uh, it's got different pockets for your tools, uh, for staple gun tape, your hearing protection, your eye protection, all that sort of stuff has little emblems on it. So you know where and when to put 
where to put that. Of course, you don't need a bag like that. Any range bag will do. Um, there are tons of them out there, but whatever's going to carry your equipment and keep you organized and less frustrated going out to the range. Uh, another important piece is a notebook. That's right. I like data. I like to, to keep record of, of what I'm doing. So I'll write down the drills I did that day, my times, um, and I put them all. I'm a nerd. I put them all on a spreadsheet. Loser! Uh, along with my round count, I keep count of every round I put through every gun. And uh, But a notebook's good. keeps you accountable. You can go back and you can look, uh, see if you're getting better, if you're getting slower. You know, what's, what's going on? I, I would hope you're getting better. A bunch of Sharpies. That's right. A bunch of colorful Sharpies so you can mark those targets. Uh, keep those from... You can hold yourself accountable, mark those hits. Um, what I typically do is I will mark uh, anything outside of the A zone. Uh, so that way I'm not marking every single shot, but anything that's outside of the A zone. So when I run the next drill, if there's a new hole outside of that A zone, uh, I know to dock myself some time. So let's talk about shot timer. Next up on the list. So the shot timer is one of the most crucial parts of my training. Uh, it, they're not cheap by any means. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know why they're so damn expensive, but they're not. Uh, but it is a good investment. Uh, it keeps you accountable. You can feel like the fastest gunslinger all day, but when, you, when you're going up against the timer, it uh, makes you a little sad inside. Really, it is a... Uh, it's a great tool to have. Uh, to me, it's it's absolutely essential when you're going out on the range. Keep your keep yourself accountable. Keep your buddy accountable. And it's also good because you can create a little bit of competition uh, between your friends. I, I don't know if you're like me, but I typically don't go out to the range by myself. I usually have a group of guys I go with. And uh, we'll typically have a little competition, a little uh, friendly competition, just kind of give each other some shit about who's faster. So it makes, makes the, the training fun, hold you accountable. Um, just it's for, you know, a hundred bucks or whatever you're going to spend on it. hundred, 130 bucks. It's uh it's absolutely worth it. I use the packed three, the club timer. Um, all this stuff is going to be linked in the episode on the rangeexposure.com website. All right. Obviously can't time anything if we don't have targets to shoot at. I mean, I guess you could just shoot at the dirt like I see a lot of hillbillies doing. Bring out tin cans because daddy, daddy taught you how to shoot your baby gun off the old fallen oak tree with a couple of Campbell soup cans. Really? Uh, investing in some target stands. I typically, uh, for me, uh, I would say, you know, two a minimum, three uh, will get you a good good set, get you a good variety of drills that you can do with multiple targets, engagements, stuff like that. So some good stands. Uh, I am going to put a link to some ones you can buy off Amazon if you like to do that. Uh, otherwise, I'm also going to put up some diagrams of ones that similar to the ones I build. Uh, actually, the, the the ones I build, um, they're just made out of wood. Cost about eight bucks uh, to make each one. Um, so super cheap, super affordable. Um, fits with anyone's budget as long as you have a saw, you can get it done. Saw and a drill. The other thing I recommend is having some tools. Uh, everybody, eventually you're going to have a problem. So I, I keep, uh, keep a set of whatever tools I'm going to need. So screwdrivers, uh, Allen heads, Torx bits, whatever that is. I've got a little toolkit stuffed inside of my range bag in its little compartment with a little diagram. Cause you know, otherwise I 
live with it. So I, for as far as targets, I always recommend IPSC targets. Uh, for me, they're the most versatile. Obviously, there are things like the B8s and stuff like that that are uh, popular on Instagram right now to <laughs> go and do your 25-meter bulls and your your B8 targets and, and such. But uh, I like IPSC targets. They give me the most variety in my training. So I use, uh, I was spending a bunch of money on the cardboard ones all the time. Uh, but then I found these little cheap Birchwood Casey uh, paper ones that are on Amazon. You can get them. Uh, super cheap, much, uh, much easier to, uh, staple up there They're cheaper. You can get a lot more for a lot more for your training. Uh, the IPSC targets are nicer USPSA since IPSC's not really a thing anymore, but, uh, those targets are nice because it gives you, uh, you know, you, you've got a, you've got your A zone there. They're close to human sized. So you get kind of realistic training with that silhouette. So to hang those targets up. Make sure you invest in a staple gun for sure. And then the other thing, a binder full of drills that you've printed off from our website. <laughs> uh, but I do, I bring a binder out with me, uh, full of drills cause I get out to the range and I never, I never know what I'm going to do. I'm like, Oh crap. Which, uh, which drill am I going to run today? I have, I have no idea. Uh, but I bring a binder out with me, uh, with, a, with a bunch of drills in there. And then I can kind of, I can kind of select, uh, and I have it all laid out there, uh, distances and round counts and all that is right there for me. I don't have to try to keep that off the top of my head. Cause well, there's a lot of different drills out there. So let's talk about my training. Um, when I go out to the range, we'll start, we'll start with me. No guests this week. Usually I'll be asking a guest these questions, but for your listening pleasure, let's talk about, uh, Kind of what I do, uh, real quick, just a quick rundown. Um, obviously, I go, I go out, I warm up, I'll do some low round count drills. Usually, uh, what I've been doing lately is just a, a draw from concealment, one shot, uh, reholster, reset the timer, and go at it again. Um, I'll either do that or I will do dot torture. Now, dot torture is not necessarily a low round count, but it's fantastic if you have 50 if you have a box of 50 rounds um you know for your your handgun caliber uh and that's all you have i suggest uh, going out and doing some dot torture if you've never done it it works the fundamentals uh great it shows you where you're lacking um even though you think you might be doing everything correctly dot torture will definitely show you otherwise if you're not so I think that's great. I'm going to link to that as well. Um, obviously, I didn't come up with that, so I'm just going to link to where you can get that stuff from. So I like to throw in reloads as well with all of my training. So with reloads tends to be my most perishable skill when it comes to gunslinging. Uh, <laughs> if I don't practice them for a while, I end up reloading goofy as shit and missing the... Uh, Missing the magwell or dropping mags or grabbing my empty one from my belt or whatever the case is, but it looks goofy. Cost me precious time. Uh, so I typically will work reloads in. So when I go out, I'll, I'll go from concealment. What I'll do is load up a full magazine um, and then keep an empty. I'll insert the loaded magazine chamber around, drop that loaded magazine, insert the empty. So now I've got a loaded chamber, empty magazine, reholster, put my magazine in my pouch or pocket or wherever I'm reloading from, 
and uh, I will draw on the timer, shoot, reload, and uh, engage again. And that just it keeps the round count low, especially now during these uh, this ammo shortage crisis pandemic bullshit we got going on. Uh, keeps the round count low. But I get uh, I get you know I, I work a lot of things in there, so I'm I'm you know working my draw stroke, my presentation. Um, I'm working my speed. I'm also working the reload and I am working my follow-up shots, um, making sure I am getting my, uh, I'm getting that second sight picture after the, the first round there. So, um, you know, it's very, very simple, but very effective, uh, training. So, and after that, if I've got enough ammo, I uh, move on to a drill that's going to kind of encompass some multiple target engagements typically. Um, and I will also try to work in some recoil management in there. So, uh, something like, uh, just a standard box drill, uh, two shots body on first target, two shots body on second target, uh, up to the head on second target, back over to the first target, uh, one shot to the, uh, the head a zone there. Um, that works, you know, you're getting, you're getting that second follow-up shot on the body moving over to the multiple, you know, to a, to a different target. Um, so you're working that multiple target engagement and then you're also, you're slowing down, working that a little bit more precision with those, with those headshots in the A zone on the, the IPSC target there. Uh, it's one of my favorite drills cause it's, it, again, it's kind of low round count. Um, it's fun. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's good to, to race against your buddy doing that drill. Uh, but yeah, it's just, uh, it's a, it's a good drill works a lot of different, uh, a lot of different aspects of, of shooting, uh, in my opinion. Uh, the only thing I think it really lacks is the reload. So you can, you can toss one of those in there if you want to, you can, go around again, uh, after you reload. So, you know, shoot those six rounds, uh, throw in a reload, shoot six rounds again, however you want to do it, but you can, you can modify it to, to throw a mag change in there if you want, or you can do something like a, you know, an El Presidente, obviously it's a very popular drill, pretty well known. Um, you're working multiple target engagements. Uh, you're throwing that reload in there. Uh, it's a, that's a great drill as well. So the other thing, um, you know, with, you kind of the point of this, the, this podcast is to kind of get, you know, what, what each person kind of focuses on. So my thing, um, with when I go out and train and is I like to make sure I'm held accountable and I keep my data. Um, so shot timers, super important to me. Um, I think that's the most crucial part uh, of the training is, is a shot timer. Um, a lot of people, you know, I've talked to don't want to put in the investment for one, but it's, it's well worth it. Um, again, it holds you accountable. You can see your progress. Uh, and if you haven't gone shooting in two months, you'll see your degradation. But, uh, I also, you know, I'm, I like to keep it fun as well. I'm not going out there staying stiff. Um, like I said, we'll have a little competition between friends, talk a little shit and, uh, see who's, see who's a better gunslinger. All right. So that's kind of going to be the, the, how the training aspect and what we talk to uh, our guests about. Um, hopefully they have a little bit more to say than I do trying to keep this, uh, within a reasonable time frame. but our main focus is going to be talking to, uh, to our guests about their training habits. Cause I find that, uh, the most I've, I've learned from, you know, going through since I've been quote unquote in the firearms industry or in, interested in it is, uh, you know, I've learned more from just hanging out with guys on the range than, you know, I have anywhere else. Obviously classes are, are, are great, um, great resources. There's some great instructors out there. 
um, going and doing that. I've, you know, you can learn a lot in a short amount of time, but unfortunately most of us can't go out and afford to go to a class every weekend. And so we, you know, we learn a lot from each other just out on the range and people we meet. So I'm hopefully going to bring that to you, uh, get a wider range and, and talk to more people and get knowledge from more people. And, uh, you can listen to my silky sweet voice while learning. You're welcome. Smoother than your grandpa's head. So let's talk about, uh, <laughs> let's talk about some products, uh, really quick. So, um, nothing really to do with training, but I found these, these, uh, these things really interesting that, uh, have come out recently is the, the Springfield Springfield armory has come out with a bolt action rifle. Yes. We needed another one. Um, another bolt action rifle. It's like a company coming out with a revolver almost at this point. Uh, uh, I mean, I guess some people are really into those bolt actions and they do serve a purpose, but, uh, for Springfield armory to come out with one with an MSRP of 1700 to $2,400, um, guarantee three quarters MOA. Uh, that's, I don't know. We'll have to see on that one. Um, I would, I would like to see, especially with, uh, Springfield's quality control issues with the saints and stuff like that, that they had, um, you know, I'd like to see, see how that goes. Um, uh, Hellcat seems to be doing fairly well. Um, but, uh, yeah, I know there was a, a bunch of problems with the saint when they, when they were coming out. I mean, they're, they were charging a good, a good price for those and they weren't staking castle nuts and all that sort of stuff. So we'll see the quality control on these, uh, this bolt action that they have, but it's got some weird Eastern block, uh, camo paint jobs to them. You can't even, it doesn't look like you can even get one in a normal, like it's just a black synthetic stock or anything like that. Uh, they, they come with, uh, <laughs> this Eastern block looking, uh, camo pattern that I'm not a big fan of, but you know, whatever. Uh, but I, I, I thought that was really interesting that that's Springfield, uh, would, would come out with, with something like that. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm not, uh, their market. Uh, actually I know I'm not their market. Maybe people are their market, but, uh, to me, it seems kind of like a waste of, uh, a waste of a product. Uh, and then, <laughs> and then we've got Surefire. They've been, they've been doing just so well. Uh, Surefire's new weapon light for the 43 X, the 48, uh, the Hellcat P365. As you know, these, these guns have, proprietary rails uh so they will not fit um you know standard weapon lights that are out right now so surefire came out with this new weapon light uh you have to select each one so if you have a p365 you have to get the model for the p365 um and same goes for the hellcat and the glocks um so it is called the surefire XSC. It is $329 MSRP, 350 lumens, rechargeable proprietary style battery. It looks like, uh, that is removable. So I guess that's good. If you can, um, I would hope they provide, uh, you could, you could like buy other batteries for it, uh, and swap them out. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a proprietary battery, of course. Um, so if you are going to buy one, uh, like additional batteries, if they do offer that, looks like it's going to be, I, I imagine that it would be expensive. 
I can't find any link or anything like that. I'm on the website right now to, to like buy a, another battery. Um, so I don't know how that's going to go, but you do have to select whether it's 43 X 48, uh, P365 or a Hellcat. So it will only fit those models. Um, 350 lumens for 330 dollars msrp seems a bit steep to me uh, hopefully surefire's biggest competition streamlight will come out with something that's uh, a little bit better my biggest thing with the with these companies coming out with these micro handguns with you know double stack capacity with uh single stack dimensions is uh it's great that they we're kind of moving in that that direction but uh let's let's get together and create a non-proprietary rail uh, come, uh when has proprietary anything really worked out for a company? Someone comes in, creates a uh, open source, if you will, and uh, that's what people typically select because I don't want to spend three hundred and thirty dollars or three hundred dollar, you know, street price, whatever it's going to be, uh, on a weapon light and only be able to use it on that one gun. What if I get tired of my three sixty five? I want to go buy a forty three X. Now I got to hope that uh, I trade in my my three sixty five with my light on it, and someone, you know, I can just swap with somebody or something. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's aggravating to me that we're, we're still doing this whole proprietary thing between these companies. Like let's, let's just figure out how to make a, uh, a universal rail. All right. So that's kind of your product news. Um, and that will kind of wrap up the show here. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. We're going to be talking to guests in the future episodes. Um, uh, this was episode one, get to know me. I get to know you. We have smooth, silky sounds coming through your speakers or your headphones. But if I can tell you anything, um, you know what? I'm not a I'm not a world class shooter. I'm not a you know top tier operator trainer guy. But uh, you know if I can tell you anything, what I've learned from from my training and a lot of you know, a lot of guys will tell you this is uh, is work those fundamentals. Make sure you stay on top of that because if you can't uh, if you're not squeezing that trigger properly uh, and you're shooting your Glock low and left, it uh, doesn't matter how high speed of a drill you're running, shooting and moving and acting like a cool guy, uh, you know, you're, you're not doing yourself any favors. So constantly go back, work those fundamentals, uh, and then stack on top of that. And buy a shot timer. Hold yourself accountable. So with that, um, welcome. I hope you enjoyed this first episode, uh, we've got a lot, I've got a lot of ideas. Um, I've got a lot of plans for, for this. Uh, I think it'll be a great resource for everybody. Uh, website, you can find everything under the podcast. Um, everything we talked about during the episodes will all be listed under there. And then all of the drills will be culminated under training tips. So, uh, rangeexposure.com, uh, get over to the Facebook group as well. Uh, range exposure, uh, on Facebook. And then we have a group specifically for the podcast where we can, as a community, share with each other uh, some tips and tricks and stuff like that that we've learned along the way. And if you have anything, uh, any input, feel free to email me, rangeexposure at gmail.com. Uh, if you have questions or anything like that, I, I, you know, if we get enough questions, I may add a question segment that uh, I and the guests may be able to answer for you. Uh, so yeah, range exposure at gmail.com. Send those questions. Uh, if you, if you like the show, if you hate the show, if it makes your baby cry at night, uh, whatever the case is, please let me know. And with that, we'll talk to you guys next episode.